Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve, with me is Taz all the time. Hey, how you doing everybody? Alright, this is our Big 12 preview show, and we're going to end up breaking it up into two different episodes just because the Big 12 is so big and we got a lot to talk about with this conference. The first thing I want to start off with in the Big 12 is the commissioner, Bob Bowlesby. I mean, that, to me, I'm surprised he kept a job four to ten years that he's been there. Because to me, I think he's honestly probably been the worst Power Five commissioner in college football. Yeah, I mean, took a risk, a real big risk of possibly having the Big 12 just torn apart. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times, but this last time, I mean, it was really, really close. They had to, they had to pull a fast one to kind of hold them to the, you know to that conference, pull it together, and uh, pull some teams in. Yeah, and I think um, with that, I think this was like a last ditch effort. And I think honestly, he probably more than stepped down than retired, just because I, I, I think he pretty much cashed out. They said when he showed up to the spring meetings, he had a darker suntan and. He wasn't trying to be there. Well, I'm quite sure. I mean, social media didn't help either. <laughs> no. <laughs> once, once all the rumors coming out about what can happen to the Big 12 or what was going on, then it was clueless of what was going on with the Big 12. I'm quite sure social media took, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, took it to heart and came at him. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah, I mean, look at I mean, granted, he was, whenever he first came in, you know, that's when Colorado left, Nebraska left. Stuff like that. And he was like, okay, we got to gather this up and we got to get this together. And then he did bring West Virginia and TCU in, which was a good acquisition, uh, I I believe. But I I think he probably should have took Houston over TCU. But that's because Texas don't like Houston. But (laughs) (laughs) that's for another discussion at another time. But I think, you know, he he was he was dealt not the best hands whenever he first showed up. He did bring the Big 12 championship back and eliminate the divisions and stuff like that. He did some good, but even in that, I mean, if you was a strong commissioner, I don't believe these other conferences would be plucking your conference for teams. Correct. So you're saying, okay, he's been there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I would think, it's just me, just thinking, um... When he was hired, of course, that's anybody just coming into a new job, and and you're the leader or yeah. leadership. You got to have some type of vision. So I'm quite sure. I mean, I would think there would be a five year plan, at least a five year plan, ten year plan on on four. Yeah, his ten year plan was to leave. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was, I don't know. I mean, because you got to consider. You got to consider. I don't know if he just got comfortable. Because I mean, you had two. Team, two for the most part, two teams kind of carrying it. Yeah. Name brands: Texas, Oklahoma. They always out there. Mm-hmm. You know, bowl games. Um, well, Rose Bowls won their bowl games, right? Oh yeah. And then of course, you know, well, um, the Rose Bowls are Pac-12 and the Big Ten and Big Twelve. Oh yeah, yeah Big Ten. But, but they got uh, the Sugar Bowl correct. and the Fiesta that they tie in. Yeah, to. and then like I said, Oklahoma is always lurking around there. I mean, even the Stoop days. Yeah. Playoffs, know? national championship. Yeah. So I mean, do you think it probably got? Kind of comfortable, you know. Um, he could have. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I mean, even when, whenever he first came in, you know, they lost Nebraska, they lost Colorado mm-hmm. to the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Then they lost A and M and Missouri to the SEC. His first year in, when he first came in, they took four teams away from him, so he was kind of scrambling. 
And I think where he made the mistake, and I'm not trying to be biased here, but I don't think he he pulled and he's like, okay, I'll get West Virginia, which I mean, it's been end up being a pretty good acquisition to the Big yeah. Twelve. And he's like, and then I'll pull up CCU. And TCU has some recent success. You know, they beat Wisconsin. Yeah, around that time. Yeah, they beat Wisconsin and J.J. Watt in the Rose Bowl. Mm -hmm. But I think he should have tried to gather two more teams. I think he could have built more. And I'm not saying that Texas or Oklahoma would have left. I don't know what kind of deals got made backdoor. But I think only bringing in 10 and being stuck with 10 instead of the 12 that you had, I think that kind of – I think that might have set him back a little bit. Yeah, but that's what I'm wondering. I mean, if it was a, if he had a plan or his team had a plan, because I mean, because you got to consider now, there's things that they're aware of, discussions being taken place that we don't even know of years oh, in advance. Oh yeah, of course. Of so course. they know a lot of stuff well before yeah. we know it. Yeah, six months ago, nobody. I mean, they knew <laughs> Texas, Oklahoma was leaving. Yeah, I mean, they know all this <laughs> stuff, and they they even knew all this stuff probably down the pipeline, all the changes that was coming to college football. So they're mm -hmm. quite sure they was aware of it. They was aware of TV deals, money oh, yeah. market. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my thing is okay. Once you learn of this stuff. Do you procrastinate or do you just go for it? And, yeah. And put together a plan to stay ahead of it. I think he procrastinated. I mean, I think honestly and truly, I think the worst decision he ever made that I think really set them up in the position they're in now, they let Texas have the Longhorn Network. Right. He never worked out a real deal for the Big 12. Nobody wanted to work a real deal for the Big 12 because the other schools said, well, why, am I, why are they going to get a cut when they got their own network? Right. And I think that's what Texas was going to separate themselves or do whatever they wanted regardless. And I think that Bob Bowlesby looked at it as, okay, well, that's the big dog on the block. Whatever they want to do, that's fine. We're going to let them do what they do. But in the same sense, he damn near got knocked back to a group of five. They almost pilveraged the whole conference. Yeah. I mean, they've almost been broken up two, three times on multiple extents because yeah. they have no TV deal, really. I mean, they have some thing with ESPN or whatever and a little bit with Fox, but that's not a TV deal. There ain't a Big 12 network. Yeah, man. that's Those are big hits, man. When you're talking, lost four teams, and I'm talking about <laughs> big brands. Yeah. Yeah, and lost brand. two more. Yeah, they did. And and about in twenty twenty five, when Texas Oklahoma leaves, there will only be six teams that originally started from the Big Twelve in nineteen ninety six. Mm. Now nineteen ninety six isn't a week ago, but it in timeline sense yeah. is not that long ago. No. And then you look at the six they. I mean, these are solid teams, but you yeah. look at the six they they kept is Kansas, Kansas State. Iowa State, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. You lost Oklahoma. You lost <laughs> Texas. You lost Texas A&M, Nebraska, Missouri, yeah. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. I mean, four or five of those teams have national championships. Yeah. Pedigrees. Yeah. And you lost them. I'm not saying no, no disrespect to the six that's still there. But how many of those six have championships? None. Not in football. Not in football. That's what no, I'm saying. Not in football. No, none of them have a national championship in football. Yes. Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, Texas Tech, so Oklahoma State. So you've been State. stripped of all your championship winning teams in football. In football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
You gave away as many as Nebraska has. Yeah. Colorado's won national Correct. championship. Correct. Um, A and M had well, A and M did way, way, way back in the day. Yeah. Um, Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma. Yeah, Missouri, Missouri hasn't, but still, I mean, a solid team. I mean, they yeah. moved to the SEC, won the East first two years. Yeah, so. they did. So I mean, and not to say that I mean, Missouri was always competitive in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching Missouri and Kansas games, or you know what I'm saying, when they would play Oklahoma or something like that. I used to right. love those type of games. But now, I mean, the the teams that you lost were you lost to good teams. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not downgrading the other teams, but you lost the pedigrees. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, you lost tradition and history. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff is gone to another conference. Yeah, because I'll tell you, the best game I ever went to was the Texas Tech-Texas game. When Michael Crabtree made that catch on the sideline and broke down the sideline and scored when Texas was number one in the country and they went yeah. to Lubbock. Game day was there and everything. I have a couple of friends that was there with me. They can attest to it, and it was electrifying. Yeah. It was. The Texas A&M, Texas Tech games were great. I went to Lubbock one time when Adrian Peterson played at Oklahoma, yeah. and they beat him at Texas Tech. I mean, yeah. those Oklahoma-Nebraska – we lost that game. I mean, well, I mean, they brought it back these last couple of years, but that yearly tradition, that was an outstanding game. Yeah. And what is Oklahoma State, Oklahoma going to be now it, it, when they go to yeah. the SEC? Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. I don't know if they'll just keep that game, but it's going to be weird because the, the biggest games in your region mm-hmm. will be teams outside your conference. Yeah, exactly. Would be your yeah. conference. Now, now, I mean, if you look at it moving forward, I mean, what would be the biggest in conference regional game? Oklahoma Baylor. Yeah, Houston, Texas Oklahoma Tech. State. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, moving forward, but like I said, I mean, he was dealt. He wasn't dealt the best of hands, but then he also didn't do anything to turn it That's around. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, he he just needs to kind of slow the bleeding and bring in a vision. You well, know, see, and that's the thing. Now they got that Brett Yormark that's coming in. Right. And at first, when I first read it, I was like, you know what? I was like, ah, you need a football guy for a football situation. But the more I started reading into him, he used to be the COO for Jay-Z's Rock Nation. Right. And he, he, he did a lot with the Barclays Center. He has. He's done a lot on... And I think the transition that college football is making now with the NIL and all is more big business more mm-hmm. than anything. I, I I know he'll still keep the tradition part of it because, I mean, if you're going to, you got to. Because if you don't, they'll run you out of town. I honestly, and when I first read it, I was like, I don't know if that's a great idea. The more I started digging into it, you know what? Maybe this is what the Big 12 needs. Maybe the Big 12 needs somebody, like you said, a visionary. Yeah, you, you, you're going to need it now because the one one thing is, like we mentioned before, you lost the tradition yeah. that was carrying it, and, and you lost the, the, the brand exactly. that was actually carrying the conference. I mean, now you got to locate the, the new brands and new traditions, and, and hopefully they can elevate and carry the conference. Yeah, and I think maybe this guy thinking outside of the box because mm-hmm. I mean sometimes that's what you need. You know, what I mean sometimes everybody gets tunnel vision, and they're like it has to be this way because that's the way it's been for a hundred years. Well, maybe somebody in there breaking outside of it, maybe he'll come across that and he'll build these teams up to having that mindset where they'll 
We'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. Well, that's the Take thing. our lumps. Yeah. We'll build it up. We'll get better. Maybe he'll... Oh, TV-wise and the TV deal? Trust me. I truly believe when the Big 12 time comes up for a network deal mm-hmm. with this new guy, they'll get a good network deal. Yeah, and if I'll he, trust. I'll and put if my hands on uh, that. One of those guys that thinks out of the box like that, he he may be having his eyes on some other teams to probably bring into the conference. And that too. I mean, yeah. who's to say that he ain't going to say, you know what, maybe there's some other teams I'm looking at while y'all are plucking away our teams. You know what? Let me let me play big dog on the fence and say, you know what, won't y'all come yeah, over I here? I think they're, they're going to probably need another splash to get a, another name brand in there. That is true. I think the one thing that they will be missing is a uh, – They'll have big names, mm-hmm. but they'll be missing that traditional yeah. big name. Yep. You know, the the blue blood. The, the blue blood, yeah, the, the, the teams yeah. that they want to come back. Exactly. Know? Yeah. The yeah. teams that when they're great, college football's great. Right. So, but I, like I said, I think he'll do a great job. I, like I said, the more I've dug into it, the more I looked into it, I was like, you know what? I was like, I think this guy, honestly, I mean, hell, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've been plucked. You've been broken down. They've been trying to get rid of you and shut you down because whatever he's been doing ain't been working. So why not? I mean, let's think outside. Of, <laughs> at this point, what else? we try to stay alive. Yeah, what else? Yeah, I mean, you it, got some new regions that you're going to be talking about later. But yeah, if they're bringing in it, they can tap him too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I think it, I think he'll I think he'll be a good hire for him. And I think he takes over July first, August first, something like that. I was mm-hmm. reading that he'll take over. Right. So, all right. Well, that's our little introduction to the show. So right now we'll end up breaking down the teams. Like I said, we follow them and we'll break them down the way that they finished last year and everything like that. So our first team we got right here is Baylor. Baylor won the conference last year. Mm-hmm. They did. They had a last second stop at the goal line to beat Oklahoma 21-16. That was a really exciting Big 12 really, championship really good game. game. Really good game. And then, that, that, of course, you know, the way the Big Twelve plays, you have to be a team twice. Yeah, and who would have ever thought the Big Twelve would have a twenty-one to sixteen goal line stand to win the championship? <laughs> right. Yeah. Defense. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, when you think Big Twelve, you're like, okay, this is going to be a fifty-five to fifty-four shootout, and whoever has the ball last is going to win. Mm-hmm. But this game actually came down to two top ten defenses making a goal line stop on the last play of the game right. to win by five. Right. I and mean, these two teams were probably the top two defenses in the conference. Oh yeah, for which, sure. You know, made sense for the twenty one sixteen because traditionally, you know, really neither of them really were known for defense. No, uh, no, I mean neither <laughs> one of them, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, wasn't because what was it? When Art Browse was there, they were scoring fifty uh, points a game. Right. Gundy and all them score 50 That's points a game. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you would have never that. expected it to be a defensive battle. Because they got Dave Aranda right now. He's in his third year. Mm-hmm. They had a school record 12 wins. They had a Sugar Bowl win over Ole Miss. I mean, granted, Matt Carell got hurt. But that defense was solid. They, I, I still believe right. they could have won that game even if he didn't get hurt. Right. So, I mean, they, I mean, they had a really solid year last year. And... Nothing leads me to believe that anything different would happen. Yeah, and you didn't hear anything about a lot of turnover um, with Baylor as far as um, players transferring out, Mm-mm. leaving things that nature. So I think the coach is good. Yeah, I mean, I think they got a really good culture there. All right, yeah, and then they got a quarterback named um, Blake Schappen. 
Shapin, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I hate butchering these kids' names. I, I mean, these kids, it says he'll be a full-time starter this year. And that game, in the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. had top five defense. He completed his first 17 passes. Right. That's, that's efficient. Yeah. And that's saying something. Just coming out there, all right, here you go. Because that Bohannon was the starter for a while, most right. of the year. Mm-hmm. And then they threw him into the fire to start the Big 12 championship game. He's like, okay, let me just uh, complete these first 17 on y'all real quick. <laughs> right. And I mean, a guy like that, I mean, think about how many dudes, you know, people thought that he was actually on the radar as a quarterback. No. That I mean, I would have. And, yeah. and, that, and that's the credit to the culture and the mm-hmm. coaching staff. Oh, yeah. He was ready. Yeah. He was. I mean, mm-hmm. that in itself says everything. Just being prepared, you know. You yeah. never know when it's your time. And that's the thing. I don't know why these a lot of these teams get so jacked up on oh the stars mm-hmm. or the players and things that they you know you need a guy that's going to fit your culture and fit your you exactly. know what you're trying to do. So yeah, because I'm pretty sure you look him up. He's probably two star, maybe three. Yeah, probably you know really saying? on very few radars. No, uh-uh. you know, no. Hell, I mean, I haven't looked into it. I'm, it's funny we talked about that now, mm-hmm. but yeah, if I'd have looked into it earlier, I, I'd have bet you he probably wasn't a highly touted recruit. But he got better. He prepared himself. You know what I'm saying? And when the moment came, yeah. he said, let's get it. Yeah, good job by the coaching staff. I mean, because they kept it on the wraps. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a you know, big splash about, oh, he signed with Baylor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we saw what we liked, and we got it. Yeah. And they got seven returning starters on a top 10 scoring defense last uh-huh. year. And that's Dave Aranda. So, you know, every year they're going to get better. Oh, yeah, of course. They are. Of course. He's, and he's going to get guys in there to fit his culture. So, play the way he needs to play. Play fast. Play smart. And uh, he simplifies. I've, I noticed that also in the previous stint at LSU. He mm-hmm. simplifies the defense. Of course, because you want your guys to play fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you ain't thinking, yep. you're just reacting. Yep. You're playing fast. Yep. Let's get it. Yep. yep. And they was plus 13 in turnover margin last year, which that helps a lot. Huge. So, I mean, I, I could see Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Baylor. but Baylor. I could see Baylor next year doing the same thing they did this year. Yeah, and just, just 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 keep progressing. Yeah, plug get and play, get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aranda's building a hell of a team out there in Waco. Yeah, he's low-key. I mean, to the extent, because his name was coming up for a couple oh, yeah. jobs. So, you know, yeah, he, he's on watch. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they'll pay him enough because they ain't really yeah. had too much success in the last, I mean, well, probably the last 10, 15 years. They've had the most success they've ever had. And he so. really he, he took the team or the uh, the school out of the media also mm-hmm. as far as the, the, the negative headline oh, talks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not talking about the Art Browse era much <laughs> Correct. no more. Correct. They're talking about, this. oh, no, did Dave Aranda know what he's doing? Exactly. He's going to get his back where exactly. he needs to be. So that's credit to Aranda to kind of change the narrative. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. And you know that had to be hard, too. Oh, it, definitely. It, it wasn't I mean, easy. It's, it's, it's hard for people to let stuff go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, that yeah. is so true. So, all right. So, our next team we got, we got Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, 15-year anniversary. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest sound bites of all time. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> He's the second longest tenure coach in Division One, behind Kurt Ferentz out there in Iowa. And my biggest thing is, this is his 18th year at Oklahoma State. He's got one Big 12 championship. Tough. Came close last year. I don't know. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna give him another opportunity mm-hmm. because he did make the change. He finally cut the mullet. 
Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Cut the sure right. so, yep. so I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna give him another chance without it. Mm-hmm. Um, defense played. I mean, I mean, oh, way yeah. better than what I expected. Oh yeah, top five yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, that defense. I mean, if he if he can keep a solid defense like that, knowing that he can put up points, mm-hmm. they they're gonna be a team to reckon with. Oh yeah, for sure. He went twelve and two last year. Mm-hmm. Got a new DC. Got our boy Derek Mason. Derek Mason, that's solid, dude. man. With, with head coaching experience. Yes. And they was top five last year. Yeah. I could see him staying top five this year. Yeah, that dude right there, he brings a whole nother demeanor to defense. Yeah. That is so true. And honestly, as bad as it sounds, is I think the best thing that happened to Mike Gundy is Boone Pickens had passed away. Because and I don't I don't mean that in no negative sense or negative term or nothing, but Boone Pickens had a expectation of Oklahoma. Right. He put all that money. I mean, he built that sound. That stadium's beautiful. Right. That Jumbotron, oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. massive. He invested all this money into the school and honestly and truly, he had been I don't think he's on the hot seat now. And I think he's a great coach. And I think he'll do a lot better now that Oklahoma's left because his record against Oklahoma hasn't been that great. I want to say it's like three and fifteen or something like that. Right. And I think that having that one Big 12 championship game, I think if Boone Pickens would have been here the last couple of years, I don't think Mike Gundy would have been there. And I think Mike Gundy's a great coach. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he is Oklahoma State. Yeah. He's part of the quarterback there, so he's he family. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and know? Boone Pickens was the billion-dollar booster. Right, 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 right. He was. Um, but I think from what I see or saw – um. In the conference, Gundy kind of fit that mold. Now I don't know what where they would have gone or turned to without Gundy. Yeah, you know, because I mean the dude's committed to the school. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not gonna find another coach out there that's oh yeah that's gonna love school more. No, be more no, no, passionate. No no, 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 and I'm not trying to no, 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 fire him, push yeah, him I got away. It. I yeah. got it, but what I'm saying is, I mean, for 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 the Big Twelve and how they played. Mm-hmm. I think he fit perfect because oh, yeah. I mean, even even if you look outside of Oklahoma, I mean, you know, you had Venables there that was coaching good defense for all those years. Yeah, I mean, Texas, you know, of course, they, you know, had a must champ there. You know, they had some yeah. guys to come through there. Yeah, some, some guys defense. in the past, early past. Yeah, but most of the schools, man, um, were offensive driven. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, you had to outscore. Yeah, and he you was did. right there with him. I mean, look oh, at the yeah. dudes he brought through there: the Des Bryant's. Uh, what's it, the Justin Blackman? Yeah, you know he had uh, was it Whedon? Yeah, one Whedon, the Weed yeah. Man. Yeah, yep. but I mean, <laughs> they had dudes there that was he able was to... on that 2011 team that won the Big 12 championship. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And not to not yeah. to cut you off. Yeah, you know what their one loss was, right? Was it? Uh... It was a road game in what? Iowa. Uh, yeah. On a weekday. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk days. about that in our next you don't like one. Days. I, don't, I don't believe, I don't like them weekday <laughs> games. No, no, no. Yeah, we we've, we've had a pretty good argument, well, not argument, but a pretty hey, good man. discussion in the past. Sometimes dudes want to play on the lights like high school. Look, you know? we, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm big time football. I'm not playing during the week, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that in the Pac 12 because they love Friday night games. Right. For whatever reason, but no, I'm 100% with you, though. I mean, yeah. Well, the only thing that aggravated me about him is because I know his offense was pretty good. Mm-hmm. His offense wasn't great until he got Dana there. Right. And then when he got Dana there in t- 2009, he acted, they act like 
that was Mike Gundy's offense. Right. It's so funny. The offense he ran after Dana left mm-hmm. was Dana's offense. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so, not bad, but so linked up that I, when I was at U of H and we went to Oklahoma State in 2009, mm-hmm. we had to change our play call signals because ours was the same as theirs. Right. And why was that? Because Dana was there. Right. It was the same offense. Same play signals, same hand signals. And then when Dana left, Mike mm-hmm. Gundy kept it. And then everybody said, look at Mike Gundy's offense. No, that, that wasn't Mike Gundy's offense. That was Dana's. And honestly, that wasn't Dana's offense. That was Mike Leach's. Right. Because then also, when we played Texas Tech, it was the same thing. Because Mike Leach knew our hand signals. We knew his. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was all a trickle-down yeah. disciple mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think that helped him out a lot. And he had a pretty good offense before that. Mm-hmm. He just had better players. I mean, I, I think they can win ten games again. I think they can get back to the Big Twelve Championship. They, yeah, game. I think they can. I think I think they can. Considering, like I said, it, it's a lot of moving parts right now, man. With guys moving around, of course, you still have. You're still in that that era of uh, COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guys get that six year. years seniors yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like Spencer Sanders. Correct. Yeah. 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 So you you know you're still in that era. So yeah, I think they'll I think they'll be solid again and like a. Of course, like I said, um, who knows, though? That's the thing. I mean, because you got coaches that are new in, in these different schools now. Mason's coming in, so mm-hmm. how his defense match up to some of the offenses? Can Spencer Levy? Sanders yeah. make better decisions? That's what I think it all comes down to. Yeah, he, he can. I'm going to give him the benefit only because he has played. A lot, a lot. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna give <laughs> right now. You, you pretty much outside of. I can't really say that. Though. I was gonna say you pretty much, but now you have two other uh, defensive coordinators that you brought in, mm-hmm. and a Venables and a Mason. That's gonna show you probably different looks that you hadn't seen. Oh yeah, those two guys. Yeah, uh, but he's. He, I'm quite sure he's seen uh, enough football to know. Hey man, when to check down, when to take the shot. See, and that and that's always been his downfall. He had a pretty good, he had a really good bowl game. Mm-hmm. He did against Notre Dame in the mm-hmm. Fiesta Bowl. But I think what kills him, and I only say this because that was my surprise team two years ago, mm-hmm. and he turns the ball over too much. Yeah, that's a big part of the game. You got to protect the ball. So, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm quite sure it's being drilled in him again. Yeah, with Gundy, but it's like you know, of course, you know, with that offense, man, it's. Fast pace. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love mm-hmm. the gunslinger mentality, mm-hmm. but also, too, like you were saying, know when to check it down. Yeah. Checking it down is okay. You know, get it down Perfectly to the back, fine. get five yards, now it's second and five. Perfectly fine. Don't, don't throw it 30 yards and not see the safety come over and pick it off. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you've been eyeballing the whole left side the whole time. You've been rolling out to the left, so you cut off half of the field, you know. So just check it down. You know, check it down get man. your playmakers the ball out in space. They got mm-hmm. plenty of playmakers out there. Right. And I think they can win 10 games again. And they could probably get to the championship game if not win it. But he has to make better decisions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he, he cost them a couple of games, man. They could have Yeah. They could have really uh, made some noise. Possibly could have gotten closer mm-hmm. to that college football playoff. Yeah. Really, really oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So, all right, so with Oklahoma State now, we'll talk about their buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. So, Lincoln Riley left 
That's what I heard. You heard that? Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know how much of a notice he gave, but yeah, I don't know. yeah, he's. Uh, I think it was like ten million dollar notice. He's out west something now, like that. Yeah. Have you seen his house out there? No, I didn't see. Oh, yeah, look it up, man. I heard about it. Oh my, man. Yeah, you think he's gonna be able to coach? Oh, I think it's better than the one he had in Oklahoma. You think he's gonna be able to coach? <laughs> Because if it's if it's if it's what you're telling me, is he gonna leave the house? Oh, I, his wife is happy. Or will it be coaching remote? <laughs> his wife is very happy with the house they got. Of For course. I guess the three days out of the year, he'll get to spend there. He'll enjoy it. But yeah, no, I saw it's some beach or some house in Malibu. I want to say right. it's like a, almost a ten million dollar house or nine million dollar house it has a view. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's something crazy, like thirteen bedrooms. I, I guess like four swimming pools, and I guess that'll help you relax, so where you can focus. Yeah, you know? for like I said, the three days that you're there. Yeah, but I'm saying you can really focus as a coach. You know, <laughs> all I would ask for is a couch in my office so I could so, take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Oklahoma end up leaving, or, or Lincoln Riley right. end up leaving Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. No one would ever thunk it. I wouldn't have never thunk it. Some people had some different opinions about it. Said that he was running away from the SEC and stuff. I, I, that I don't believe. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think he was running away from it. I thought he, he saw a, probably a better opportunity. Well, yeah, of course. To get there. Yeah. You know? Let's be real. Yeah. Norman, Oklahoma. Of course. LA, I, California. Yeah, I, I, got that, I got that part of it also. You know, But, I mean, if you're looking from the football aspect. Both have tradition. Yeah. Both you can recruit to. Yeah. And one pays you more. Right. I mean. I, I get it. I get it. But I, and I, I see I see the everything. I see him having somewhat of a, a lighter road to get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you that, that, you know that I will say 100%. I do believe. Yes, the Pac-12 will be the easier path mm-hmm. to get to the playoff. And then we can see what he can do in the playoff. Right. Against the SEC. Right. But I don't believe he ran from the SEC. No, no, no. I don't, you know I don't think what I'm he, saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he, if the USC job yeah. came open, I don't think he would have left. Yeah. I don't think he just ran like that. I think no. he went for a, a, a different type of opportunity. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, mean, I'm like why, why battle going there every week? I mean, not saying you're scared to battle. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to battle and compete. But I have an opportunity to go over here and I'm looking at my top tier teams on you know in this conference versus my top tier team in this conference. It's like you know what the path is a little yeah I mean yeah through. yeah it's a lot of e- it's a little easier and yeah. I think Lincoln Riley missed the only thing Lincoln Riley Lincoln Riley missed on is he never got a D coordinator like a Brent Venables or like a Derek Mason or that kid or not that kid, that guy that Oklahoma State had last year that went to, you know what I'm saying, Ohio State. He did he never hit on his D C. He yeah. didn't. Yeah. Because offensively, maybe one yeah, I I, I would on, I would only put one person ahead of Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley offensively in division one football right now. That's it. I put one guy ahead of him. Who's that guy? Ryan Day. That's the only person I would put over Lincoln. You Ryan. like the offensively, you like offensively. The in, yeah, you like the end game. Shit. Well, yeah, no, I love the end game decision making and, and game changing, but just creativity and offensive wise, yeah. 
There's nobody. Only Ryan Day is the only person I put I over Lincoln Riley. I, I would. I mean, right now. Right now, if you had to call a game right now and you had to offer, regardless of who your defense was or who you had on your defense, and you got 80 yards to go to score a touchdown, who are you calling? I I'll, I would challenge him. Two minute warning. Two minute one. I yeah. I, I I would go with a Lane Kiffin. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. No no no. I, yeah. that, that's a great pick. Yeah, I would go. He with would Lane. probably be three. He would be three for me. Yeah. Lane Kiffin would be three. I would. But see, what I'm what I'm looking at as far as with Lane players. Um, Who would you put number one? Similar. Lane. I, I would. Okay. I would put number Lane. Two. If I take, I would probably put. I would probably put Lincoln. Of course, Lincoln. I mean, offensive wise. Yeah. Top three. Offense, mm-hmm. just eighty yard drive. I mean, this is regardless of your defense or five stars or whatever the hell it is that you want to break it down by. Mm-hmm. You got one offensive play caller, eighty yards, two minute warning. You're down by six. Let's go. Right now, probably one, two, three. It's 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 been day lately. It's been day lately. No, um, I'm saying, but who? I mean, so you would go Lane, Lincoln, and Day. I mean, yeah. there's no wrong. Yeah, yeah right now. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because see, see, I would go Dave Lincoln and and but Lane. See, the thing is, because there are other good play callers. Yeah, like, like 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 I would say with Leach, but see, he don't have those type of players. Well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about well, I mean, but that's part of was making these guys well elevate I mean, over. Course, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying because see now you you look at you look at Lane now right at Ole Miss. Yeah, and then you compare that same Lane when he was at Alabama. Yeah, that dude at Alabama. Oh yeah, you ain't stopping that dude no, like that. No, 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 no. You know what no. I'm saying? Because of the type of players he was getting yeah. in. But that's what I was just saying. I'm not talking about the players. I'm just talking about yeah. you just got the best offense in the country, and you got a number one play caller, and let's go 80 yards in two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 choosing Lane because I, I right. of the of the way Lane is. Yeah. Lane Lane was pretty arrogant with it. Lane was like this. Lane called the place and threw the clipboard up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just no, saying. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no wrong answer. There's I'm no wrong saying. answer. I was just saying in general that at least Lincoln Riley, we would say, would be top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. Top but two. Yeah, honestly, definitely. You know I'm, I'm just kind of looking at, you know, the type of players you get because it makes well, yeah, a yeah, difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, as far as how you call it. Yeah. How you, you know, if I'm getting, you know, some lower tier guys, but if you – Getting guys up here to constantly five stars and, and you're gonna let well, yeah, me call course. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, yeah. regardless of how it was. But either way, we but can he's been say consistent. Lincoln. Yeah, he's been yeah, consistent. Yeah, we can see man. Lincoln mm-hmm. top two. Yeah, he's been you know consistent. Of course. So I would go Day Lincoln Lane. You go Lane Lincoln yeah. Day. So yeah. 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 All right. But and this is so messed up because we're talking good. about Oklahoma about a guy who ain't even here no more. But now they bring in Brent Venables. So now they get on their defensive guy. Right. They got a guy that's going to turn this defense around. And a guy that's familiar with the coach there. Yeah. You know, somebody they wanted and embrace. Now it turns into, is Lincoln couldn't hit on his D coordinator, Mm -hmm. can Brent Venables hit on his offensive coordinator? Good good question. And I think so far he's done a good job of bringing a dude in. Yeah. Um, You know. Yeah, that Jeff Levy from Mm -hmm. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. From Lane, your boy. Yeah. So I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's a damn good pick. Maybe he tossed his football. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what I say. Like that's I, I think that's what always hurt Lincoln, and is that what might be the turnaround for Brent Venables? Because now they will they will play defense. Oh, they're gonna play defense. So I'm hoping that you know Venables hits on his OC with Jeff mm-hmm. Levy because I mean he's got a proven track record. Right. 
I mean, they got they did have a lot of people transfer. They had eight people transfer uh, out big, of there. Big Lane left, or not Lane, but Lincoln, Lincoln left. Of course, eight people left. Took two of them yeah. with them at least. Yeah, Caleb Williams Offenses. gone. Mario Williams gone. Yeah, and they lost to Hazelwood. Yep, gone. Went yeah. to Arkansas. I mean, they lost a lot of players, but I think that was before they knew who they was going to get. Correct. And they brought in that Dylan Gabriel from UCF. Mm-hmm. I honestly think if Mackenzie Milton would have stayed there, I think Mackenzie Milton would have won that job back over Dylan Gabriel. Correct. Correct. But he ended up going to FSU, and then yeah. all that and turned his out health, how it was. Kinda, you know, taking his time coming back versus yeah. being thrust in it. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, that Dylan Gabriel, he's a pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. He was that Jeff Levy. He actually worked with Dylan Gabriel. In Central Florida before right. he went to Ole Miss. Right. So, so he has a record with him. And they're familiar. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I mean, so, you know, I mean, he, he should be able to get it all rolling and get it going. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it. They only returned three starters on defense, which most people say, oh, that's a bad thing. That's not good. Eh. You only returned three starters from a team that was 60th in scoring and 76 in total yards. What? It might be a good thing only three of them people are back. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been some of those some of those super seniors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, oh, we only returned three. Yeah, but it wasn't that great while they was there. But now you got Brennables in coming in, and then you got a whole new defense coming in. So maybe with what is that, three, eight, eight new starters? Right, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he brought the defensive line coach with him also. Probably so. Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, he did. He brought him over. So, that's somebody he's familiar with. So, I mean, maybe having eight new starters is a good thing Mm -hmm. because now Brent Venables can say, all right, look, this is how we're going to do it. Because he has the pedigree. Right. He's got the championships. Right. He got the rings. He does. He had them when he was there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did so I mean can't nobody doubt him be like oh you just did that because you was at Clemson no I, I want something here too yeah he proved <laughs> it I, I saw him a couple of times against you know yeah alright next thing we got here is Iowa State Iowa State Matt Campbell yeah 7-6 last year and that was with everybody coming back As, are you solo Matt Campbell I, I'm only asking because his name keeps coming up yeah, for a lot I, of jobs, and I think he's a good coach. Yes, yeah. and I know people probably listen. It's like, man, all this dude Steve—he's just negative on it. What are the downsides? No, I like Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. I I think he could be better at a different school. I yeah. think he's done just like at the school he was at before. Because mm-hmm. where was he at? Toledo. No, I mean he did really good when he was at Toledo. And then he got the job at Iowa State. Iowa State's always been a solid team. Mac, am I sold on him? Honestly, I think he's a good coach. I think he's, I believe certain schools, you only have certain levels you can get to. And I think in Iowa State, I think in the past, not last year, but in the past, I think he's capped out what you can do at Iowa State. I, I don't. Certain schools, you know, are the upper echelons, and you can get to that level. And you can catch lightning in the bottle at some of these other schools because other schools have done it before. Right. But I think for what he's done at Iowa State, he's maxed out Iowa State. Yeah. I'm looking at him here. His tenure at Iowa State, 42 and 34. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, I think he's... But if you go back and if you looked it up, what have the great coaches at Iowa's... I mean, what has that... Their record hasn't been 85 and 12. Right. I mean, they've had good years. They've had 10 win years. They've had Iowa State upset Oklahoma on a weeknight or Oklahoma State on a weeknight, you know, when they were number two in the country. I mean, they'll get that for you, but I, I I don't think... I don't see Iowa State as a consistent 10, 12 playoff contender. School. So they can't, uh, that's my question though, can they take the next step just in the conference as it is now, as it is now, to a number three team in the conference, maybe four? I mean, they could. You know what I, I mean? mean? Three? Because I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> consistently three with the way it's structured now. I'm talking. Well, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, with those uh-huh. four in there, that's Norman carrying the load. Could he get inside that, or Iowa State get inside that? I mean, they lost four. Oklahoma the COVID year in the championship game, right? I mean, but they also did have their Brock Purdy and Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was their All Conference top players. They lose them. They had them last year. Went seven and six. Yeah. They got three starters returning on defense. Well, that's my thing. Is just, I mean, I even do. though, even though I understand with the program, you know what you have as far as recruiting, getting guys in there, but can you consistently be in that, in that, in that area of well, uh, top four or five teams? Like I said, now top la- four or five in the Big Twelve, I think so. The landscape's going to change pretty soon. But. Yeah, and even in this, I think they can finish top half. Yeah. I just like I said, I think he's capped out. I do. I, I don't see I don't see where he's gonna build anything higher than the nine wins that he got in twenty twenty. Yeah. Nine and three, I think that's the ceiling. I, I, I just I don't see how Iowa State can be a ten, twelve win team that consistently can Consist- yeah, so consistent and they can yeah, like I said, they can catch light in the bottle of you. Oh yeah, so. one year or so you catch it good or whatever. They do have a all Big Twelve DN Will McDonald. Yeah, that's a beast. You better watch him on the end. Well, he's gonna have some dudes to chase. Oh they, well, that's they, the thing. He'll probably be chasing them. They're gonna be, unfortunately. They, they're gonna be tossing <laughs> around out there. Yeah. So, and that's Iowa State for next year. Like I said, I, they'll get to a bowl game. But like I say, Matt Campbell, I think he's a good coach. I'm yeah. not sold sold on him. Mm-hmm. He's a great coach, but. I mean, nine wins, I think that's the ceiling that he'll ever reach at Iowa State. Yeah, now, just, if he went to a bigger know. school, do I think mm-hmm. he could win 10, 11, 12? Oh, yeah. No, I think he could. I think he's that good of a coach. Yeah, yeah that was my question because, I, like I said, even in the offseason a lot, you often hear his name come up. Oh, yeah. You know, it's for a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. A guy's probably taking a job or something. And maybe that's maybe what he might want to look into, you know. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, our next school we got here is Kansas State. Kansas State went eight and five last year. Quiet eight and five. Their um head coach, Chris Kleiman, he was from North Dakota State. You know, they're gonna play hard nosed football out there. Mm-hmm. They are. He played really I mean, he won national championships while he was in North Dakota State with the Bison, with a Z, Bison. Right. <laughs> they do bring in Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. So outside. Okay. <laughs> if anybody listened to our Big Ten, he was he was that dude that got him close. 
They almost got Scott Frost fired. Yeah, but they played a lot of close games last year. They lost them. They played a lot of close games last year. That that is true. (laughs) And he almost got his coach fired. Yeah. So that's probably why he's no longer there. No. So (laughs) but finally Scott Frost went and talked to him. He said, Son, you all right, but you ain't good, and I'm gonna need you to go somewhere. Man, my job's on (laughs) that. He said, I'm gonna go Kansas State. There you go. (laughs) Bill Snyder University. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear, Bill Snyder, he still roams around there. He just I heard he does still have an office there though, which I think is really cool. I probably, mean that, that guy input. Man, from the way that team was when he took over, mm-hmm. even as bad as Kansas is this year, even as bad as hell, the worst team in college football is this year is ten times better than K State was when Bill Snyder took over. Yeah. I mean that that place in Kansas State, they didn't even know what a football was, it seems like. And the things that he was able to do there is amazing. And I love how they're like, you know what? You're not the head coach. Still got an office over here. You want to swing by? Come on through. I like that. Right. The, the field's named after him. I mean, that's that's amazing what they've done for him. So expectations for Kansas State? Honestly, next year? Mm-hmm. I could see him 8-5 and five again. Yeah. I mean, they've knocked out four top 25 teams in the last five years. Two at home, two on the road. And like we always talk about, K-State's always going to beat that team that they ain't got no damn business beating. Right. They they always play (laughs) tough. They they stay in games a lot. Yeah. You know, early on. They they do. But we'll see what happens, you know, with the new offense coming in there. Because I know how they like to play. They like Mm -hmm. to play fast, up-tempo offense. Oh, yeah. Um, New quarterback. Correct, and that's the thing now with you know new personnel to see how how fast they can pick it up. Yeah, and I wonder if he'll be more of a dual threat like their previous quarterbacks have been. Yeah, they have. I wonder if they're going to use him more as a dual threat, which might actually be better for him that he'll be running the ball more and he'll actually be throwing it. Right. The one thing they do got going for him is that running back, Deuce Vaughn. Dude, exciting. That's lightning in the bottle right there. Yeah. 1,400 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns on the ground, 49 catches, almost 500 yards receiving and four touchdowns, dual threat. So teams probably stack the box more, probably? Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be my key thing. Yeah. It would. But they might score, and they might stop them. But you don't want to kick to this team either. Yeah. You don't. At Malik Knowles, he had two kick returns last year. And he got right. three in his career. Right. And that's on kickoff. And, okay, well, you score, you kick off to him, you take it back to the house. All right, well, hey, maybe we get a stop. We're going to punt it to Phillip Brooks. Shoot, he averaged 17 yards of return and got three punt return touchdowns. Mm. Electrifying. Special teams, great. Running back, great. Adrian Martinez. <laughs> uh, Say hi, great. Give it to Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> the team says he's going up draft boards. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, what is that team that K-State could probably knock off this year? I mean, like I say, every year they seem to play somebody tough. And mm-hmm. they always they always beat somebody they ain't supposed to. Yeah. And, and they, like I said, a lot of times a, a, a new coach can bring some new energy in. Here yeah. goes one for you. Sure. November 5th, mm-hmm. Texas goes to Kansas State. That could yeah. be a game. That could. That could. That, honestly mean, and truly. They've been playing them 
tough lately. Yeah, and they got to go to Manhattan, Kansas. And they don't want to Kansas to have bragging rights over them. No, the Little Apple. Yeah, Kansas actually beat Texas last year, right? Kansas did. That's, what, Kansas I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that means Kansas got bragging rights over K State. Well, yeah, we yeah, beat yeah, them. Yeah, yeah you we did. got them. So you need to beat them now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So yeah, and they, I mean Texas has a bye week leading up to that game, but yeah. that's one of them. That's one of them games that could lull you to sleep. November fifth, yeah. it could. Yeah, November fifth, Texas goes to K State. That that might be a game to watch for that we'll talk about later. All right, so that pretty much wraps up the first half of the episode. Like I said, we're gonna break this up into two different episodes. So what we'll do to wrap this one up, we're gonna talk about our players of the year to look forward to, as we was just talking about with Kansas State. My offensive player of the year this year is that Deuce Vaughn. I think electrifying. He's going to light up the scoreboard. All right. So, Taz, who you got as your offensive player of the year? My offensive player of the year is, is, is my guy from, I guess, from, it's going to be the next episode. I think that Quinn yours. I think uh, Sarker's going to probably put the ball in his hand and, and, and let it fly. There's a lot of eyes on him right now. Yeah. On that team. Offense, head coach. Uh, some other stuff is coming up um, in that episode. So, oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of eyes on Texas right now. So, I think Sark want to try to make a statement, and they get to prove themselves against Alabama early. Yeah, real early, yeah. second game. Yeah, so, so we'll see uh, how good my prediction is mm-hmm. early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our offensive players of the year. Our defensive players of the year, I got this year, like I was saying earlier, I, I need y'all to keep a lookout for Will McDonald over at Iowa State. From last year, he was trailing. He was just right there behind that Will Anderson. And I think he'll probably get – he'll probably end up getting the same respect that Will's going to get this year, mm-hmm. both on being named Will. It's <laughs> more than likely they're going to run away from him. They're going to get chipped by running backs. They're going to get chipped by tight ends. And they're going to constantly be in an uphill battle. But maybe the statistics won't be there as it would have been last year. But trust me, they're going to make a difference. And you're going to know their name on the field. Football people will know who these guys are. So, Taz, who do you got for your defensive player of the year? I, I chose middle linebacker Deshaun White from uh, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Because I think I – think, Venables yeah, defense? I had, yeah, I had to go to a defensive team, one of the, the few defensive teams in the Big 12. But I, I, I go with that because I know Venables is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's he going to have an attacking defense, a scheme defense to slow the offenses to get his you know, offense oh, yeah. a chance to win the game. So, I went with him. Um, pretty solid. He's gonna be the quarterback of the defense, so that means he'll be making the calls, pointing everything out. So he, you know, oh yeah, I think he'll be ready for it. That's what's up. Yeah, yep. Y'all look out for him now. Deshaun White at Oklahoma, middle linebacker. Stay healthy. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and our freshman of the year, my pick for freshman of the year, I like that Jordan Hudson. He's a wide receiver that TCU got, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about TCU and the. Next episode, too. And with Sonny Dykes being out there, brand new head coach. Like I said, he made the trek 45 minutes over to there. And Sonny Dykes, I mean, his daddy, Spike Dykes, father of the air raid. Mm-hmm. And he put up offensively at SMU. His wide receivers had great games. So I, I believe Jordan Hudson will have a great career and a great, really great season at TCU this following year. So, Taz, who you got for your freshman of the year? 
I went with a guy that uh, I know the offense is going to be throwing the ball around, tossing tossing around a bit. Uh, Taylor, if I hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, uh, shut runner as a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Because um, I know I know Gundy. Gundy's going to put the ball in the air. He's going <laughs> to let it fly. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as far as um, it's one of the receivers, the offense or position that you know you can get a lot of playing time in. Oh, Not yeah. saying it's the easiest to learn, but hey. You know, run the route, beat your man type deal because it's going to be a lot of one-on-ones. Oh, yeah. So, I think Gundy will probably be one of the few that, you know, of course, has already got a somewhat of established quarterback in the league. So, they're going to be tossing around. So, Oh, yeah. I chose to go with that dude. That'll work. All right. So, yeah, take a look out for those two wide receivers. It's funny. For our freshman of the years are wide receivers in the Big 12 where they throw the ball. So, <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I think that pretty much concludes the first half of our episode for Mm -hmm. College Football Sunday on the Big 12. Like I said, be sure we'll have the next episode come out, and that one we'll touch on because everybody wants to know about the Arch Manning situation. We got West Virginia, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, Guns Up, and Kansas. And Lord help us for Kansas. Come on, Kansas. And then we'll also give our predictions on the next episode and some games for y'all to look forward to. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I'm good. Tash, you good? I'm good, man. Get, we, hey, we're getting closer to uh, kickoff here. So, yes, folks, sir. stay in tune. <laughs> yes, sir. We getting there. So, all right, everybody. Well, have a great Sunday. and Or we'll drop this one on Saturday. So, have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.